0: As of February 2018, there were only 375 18 and 19 year olds registered. That was astounding. There's 194,000 people who didn't participate in the 2016
1: elections.
2: Welcome to Bridge City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. And
3: today, that's exactly what we're going to do. My name is Kyle Hagee.
2: I'm Benjamin Rangel. And I'm Sam Woods. Sam. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. What, what do we have coming up in just a, a few it's days? It's a new J. Cole album. Cole World. No, that's not it. Mm.
1: Uh, is Obama coming back to Milwaukee already? Yeah, Maybe heard, living
2: here? I heard that. Obama's moving to Milwaukee? No, no, no. It?
1: Well, for
3: sure, Kanye has had to announce his 2020 run by now, right? Thank goodness uh, that no. is not the case. <laughs>
2: um, no, in in fact, it's none of those things. It's the election.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: We have the midterm elections.
1: That's right, November 6th. Mark your calendars. Tattoo it on your body somewhere. Do whatever Get it tatted. takes. Do whatever it takes. To get out the vote.
2: Only all that we love is on the line. And today, today we have a guest to talk about this election, its importance, and how you can get involved and go to a free concert. Ooh,
3: that's even better than the free sticker. Maybe. They give you on election day. And also this concert, I'm throwing it out there, Drake might be in attendance.
2: It's unconfirmed, Mm -hmm. unlikely, almost certainly not going to happen, but possible, I guess.
3: And that's what we're about on Bridges City. We're about what's possible and building the future. So today's guest will be Kanita Hickman. We'll let her do a full introduction of herself, but we're very excited to bring you this episode because it highlights a very innovative way that organizations and individuals are helping drive civic engagement
1: and increase voter turnout. Yep, get excited for this interview because we discuss everything from Kanye's recent tirades to the role of rap and hip-hop in civic engagement to the importance of local elections.
2: After all, the future is local, and we know that you will enjoy this episode. So please listen, share with your friends, and of course, get out the vote on November 6th. Let's do it!
0: So my name is Kenita Hickman, and I own a company called Katera. And Katera is going to be a hip hop um, one-stop shop. So for independent musicians, specifically in urban genres. And um, I'm really here today to talk about one of the initiatives under Katera called Our City, Your Vote, which is a hip hop powered voter engagement initiative um, To leverage the celebrity of our independent musicians, but also engage people in local elections.
3: To do to back up for a second, what is some of your own like personal background? Were you born in Milwaukee? Yeah. Come to Milwaukee. What made you want to get into this line of work?
0: Born and raised in Milwaukee, getting into music, uh so when I was younger, I mean, I was definitely an avid reader. I remember I wanted to be a lawyer until the OJ Simpson trial instinctively at like 10. I knew that his team was lying. Yeah. I knew they knew he killed Nicole and Ron. And so I remember having a brief discussion with my mom, like, well, what happens if you're a lawyer and you know your client did it? You still have to defend them? No, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, And between the ages of eight and 10, I was also um, in a wheelchair. And so I couldn't run around like other kids do. And so I got into writing. Eventually that led to like freelancing for different music publications and eventually to managing artists here in the city. And what I found through that was that specifically urban genres, it's just so hard for them to get a leg up in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is not, Wisconsin is a folk, country, Celtic. It's really great for cover bands, too, interestingly enough. I mean, if you've ever been to Summerfest, right? Yep. And so, in the city of Milwaukee, there aren't a ton of places that allow urban genres to perform, um, and definitely not consistent venues like some of your more historical venues like uh, Kohanski's and places like that. So, I think I remained in music to figure out how I could bring my experience working on a national level as a writer, how could I use that to benefit artists here in Milwaukee?
3: So I was doing some preliminary research and came across the fact that 375 18 to 19 year olds were registered to vote on February 2018. Mm -hmm. And that just blew my mind. But I think it speaks to a larger issue Mm -hmm. that a lot of young people, they don't feel connected to voting. They don't see the need for voting. They might not know how to get registered. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about the event you had on the National Voter Registration Day and kind of your plans with with that event?
0: So what's interesting is that was the statistic that stood out for me, too. So one of the things that I wanted to do was make sure that whatever I did moving forward, that it was solution oriented, that it was solution based, that it really just didn't give me like the warm and fuzzies. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times we build projects and we don't acknowledge the people already doing the work and we do it because it just sounds really, really cool. And so I reached out to the City of Milwaukee Elections Commission, asked for some stats, and that's one of the first ones they sent me. And I was like, holy moly, my graduating class from Rufus King was about 312, 325. And so as of February 2018, there were only 375 18 and 19 year olds registered. That was astounding. There's 194,000 people who um, didn't participate in the 2016 elections. Right. And so the event was, so a lot of people don't know that there was an event prior to that event on September okay. 25th. So we went to an NPS high school, um, myself, league of women, voters, um, urban league. Um, and we got eligible students registered to vote. So I don't know what those numbers are yet. Still waiting on those. We'll be doing a post-wrap-up meeting, so I'll give that information to you guys as I get it. But um, we did a presentation on the history of voting and then got kids registered. And then the big event, September 25th, was um, a hip-hop music event with um, Next Gen doing voter registration on site. And it was really just an opportunity to test the waters to see if this was something that people were interested in. And the reason I chose hip-hop as well as spoken word and R&B, is again, what I found on my Facebook page and my newsfeed is that these artists were already having those conversations. And not only having conversations, but positioning their stance on issues. And um, so it wasn't just voting per se, but it was also just like moral civic and social justice and what that looks like um, to be a millennial, what that looks like to be a person of color, what that looks like as um, a hip hop consumer. And so, yeah, this event, I I decided, okay, well, let's just kind of see what this looks like. We're for sure. I've been telling people we're going through 2020, but this is going to be a long term initiative. It's always going to be local and it's always going to look to be a rallying cry for independent artists what i'm hoping is that by 2025 we can be a regional movement so we can have hubs in chicago minneapolis again using those genres because often those genres are not given a voice and again from my news feed i see they're already having these conversations so how do we amplify it how do we leverage their celebrity to move people to action and ultimately that's what this is so what this looks like from through 2019 and 2020 Well, 2019, we have our state Supreme Court elections. We're definitely doing some programming around that. After November 6th, I'll be meeting with those convening partners again to see how we can partner together. Um, The hope is that we can get into community centers, your Silver Spring neighborhood centers, doing the same thing, bring a spoken word. We do a performance piece register folks to vote. Um, For some of the larger elections, there will likely be an actual music performance um, as well as that voter registration piece. Our goal through 2020 is 2,500 pledge cards signed. The event on the 25th, we had 50 people there and we had 40 people watching through live stream. Of the people there, there was one person not registered to vote. We definitely got that person registered. <laughs> um, and 30 people, um, early numbers show signed the, the pledge card. So we're, we're moving forward.
1: So in, in doing some research, I came across a quote in the Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service mm-hmm. um, says, and it's talking about the September 25th event. It says, Hickman's goal in hosting Our City, Your Vote um, is similar and similar events is to get 2,500 African-Americans, millennials, and hip-hop consumers to sign voter pledge cards between the September 25th event And November 2020 elections. And I was wondering why, how you came to the 2,500 number um, and if there's some like specific significance to that other than like it's more than 300. That was really the significance.
0: (laughs) Like when I was putting together my sponsorship deck and when I was meeting with some of my higher level mentors, there was this talk about you need something actionable. You need a metric. And I'll tell you, as an artist manager, when I was managing musicians, looking back on it, that was one of the things I didn't have. Like we didn't have benchmarks you know and i'm such a fan of like project management because it's all based on did you meet the goals so i knew that i wasn't going to go out in canvas i'm not knocking doors i'm not doing any of that. i mean i might for like an hour or two but i'm not dedicating you know what i'm saying because there's people already doing it you have orgs like block and i think block um a few a couple months ago they had an article come out in um, the Journal Sentinel where they had knocked on like thirty thousand doors. It was yeah, crazy. The are, yeah, they're they're knocking doors six hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. What I can do, <laughs> what I can do, is supplement the work that you guys are already doing. I'm a music company, and so um, the twenty five hundred was just like, okay, what do I think is something that's challenging to do here in Milwaukee, but can still help move the needle a little bit.
3: So there's a rumor. That on November 6th, there's a free concert. Or a concert that if you vote, it could potentially be free for people. Is this a true rumor?
0: There is some truth to that rumor, Kyle.
3: There is some truth to that rumor. Can you elaborate on that for the audience?
0: So, um, Emily White, who um, is a music entrepreneur, has worked with some major, major bands. um, Her org is Hashtag I Voted. And so, as I was thinking about doing my local event, I saw that she was featured in Billboard doing a national event. And so what's happening November 6th is venues all across the country are opening their doors to people who take a picture of themselves outside of their polling place. We can't, I mean, in theory, I suppose you could take a photo outside of your polling place and never go in and vote, right. but I don't know that that would be the most advant—you know advantageous use of your time. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're gonna take a photo at your polling place, mayhaps you should vote yes. but it's um but it's taking a photo outside of your polling place and part of the rationale behind that i learned after talking to emily is that there are some municipalities that don't have it in the budget to do an i voted sticker so yeah a series of free concerts um throughout the country and so we're having three in the state of wisconsin um in madison it's a majestic theater here in milwaukee it'll be um cactus club and um, Miller High Life Theater on 5th um, and Kilbourne. So, yep, doors open at 7. Show up with a photo of you outside of your polling place. You get in for free.
2: And this is available to any Anybody. any age group? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Right, that's awesome. Do we, is there a lineup? Do we know who's performing? Is it a surprise? They are going
0: to be announcing that this week. Okay. So I've been helping both Cactus. So you, so you,
2: you know.
3: So I'm curious on um, your interactions with young people. I mean, this one of the reasons it started because of the shocking numbers of how many young people were registered to vote. I know there's a lot of times a conception and maybe a truth to it that you try to convince a young person to vote and they're like, well, voting doesn't matter. It's never helped me. I don't see politicians in my neighborhood, whatever the case may be. And those conversations can be difficult to kind of convince someone, no, voting matters. Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned you did a whole history of voting, but what has your uh, experience been in convincing people or getting young people excited about voting and what have you found to be effective
0: well let's be clear um kyle i'm like not a cool kid anymore although depending on who you talk to they would say i've never been cool so so i don't really talk as much to young kids i rely on the other organizations that are connected with them so your urban underground that's why it was so important that i wasn't just at the high school but that urban underground was there as well because these are you talking to other youth What I try to do is talk to people in my circle because it's not just young people who aren't voting. So I'm 34. I know 34-year-olds who did not vote. Um, When I first got the flyers back for this event, there was a young lady who stays in the um, condo that I stay in. And she helped me bring the flyers up because I was also, I had just left the Jamaican restaurant as well. And so I was willing to obviously drop the flyers and not the Jamaican food. (laughs) So she was helping me bring everything to the house. And I asked her, I said, so hey... Are you registered to vote? And she's like, I don't know. Does that expire? And I'm like, "Mm, we should probably get you registered because you don't know. And she's like, well, I actually haven't voted since 2008. And I was like, what? Here's this young black woman who, if she voted in 2008, is what? Like at least 29, right? Hasn't voted into election. I knew people that I worked with, black men in that same age group, who were like, leading up to the 2016 elections was like, I'm not voting. and so. I think, and this is kind of a long-winded answer, but I think there's a few things that's happening. In my personal opinion, I don't think our generation has made the connection with what people did so that we could vote. So when you think about Milwaukee's history 50 years ago, um, well, first of all, as a as a nation, right, we were just granted as people of color, black people specifically, the the right to vote 50 years ago, right? Somewhere in that
2: range. Voting Rights Act 60.
0: Four, sixty three. So, what, about 55 years ago mm-hmm. then, right? Well, 50 years ago here in Milwaukee, we were just allowed to live anywhere in the city. So, 50 years ago, so I grew up on the north side of Milwaukee, um, north of Capitol, between um, Capitol and Hampton. 50 years ago, that was not possible. 50 years ago, I couldn't li- live past Burleigh. I couldn't live past Walnut. But I think those things are so far removed from this generation, from... Generation Z like that, there's not that connection that 50 years ago, we did not have the right to do this thing. And so for me personally, that's what moves me to continue to exercise that. But if you have no connection to that history, it's not going to be as important to you. I think people are really disenchanted with the voting process as well. Think about that, though. I think people are really, really disenchanted with what's happening on a national level. And I think we need to bring the attention back to local elections. What's happening nationally does suck. But there are tons of things that's happening locally that suck just as bad and have a much more immediate impact on us. And so how do we get people to care about their neighborhoods? On the way here, I was crossing 24th and Townsend on the north side of Milwaukee. I'm at a stoplight. I saw three lights, I mean, three cars drive past me and go through the red light. It wasn't like a red light getting ready to turn green or a yellow light that was getting ready to turn red. No, it was a... Can I curse on this? Yeah. yeah. It was a full-ass red light, like long enough for me to figure out what song I wanted to listen to next. (laughs) Three cars went through the light. Hmm. Who advocates for that? Who do I talk to on a local level? How many people know who that person is, right? Hmm. And so I think for my initiative our city your vote that's what I want us to focus on like it's local elections it's your alderman it's your school board it's your state rep who's determining what schools get access to what money I've worked in a couple different schools I photocopied books because there wasn't enough I've been an assistant in classrooms because they they were overcrowded I think that this initiative and the partnerships that I'm looking to develop and have developed are going to work in tandem with that, really helping people figure out who runs what on a local level and how do you advocate for yourself on a local level? Because I think if we can get there, people can get engaged. If people can make the connection of the police chief and how that impacts my interactions with the police, right? Like if young people get that, because young people are experiencing, I mean, there's gun safety issues, right? There's like doing everything while being black. And I'll, I'll say this, like I am terrified of the police and I live in Brown Deer. I'm very often by myself and I'm like, Ugh. I don't, I, police give me anxiety because I know that as a woman of color, I cannot make it home. I cannot make it home if I am too aggressive or too whatever, I may not make it home. Um, and so I think about those those things often. And so if we can make the connection between these anxieties and these feelings, and this is how you connect it to politics on a local level, I think we can engage people. I know that went like all around the world. That One was basically <laughs> like a
3: thesis for what Bridge City is doing. So I'm really glad you're trying oh. to say that. Like, that is ultimately the goal is to let's not focus. I mean, national elections are important, but there's so much you can do in your own backyard, in your own city, on your own block, in your neighborhood. And there seems to be a lack of focus on those. So trying to illuminate local issues where people can honestly make more of a difference Mm -hmm. if we really are all in it together and energized.
0: And Um, I think understanding what the role of these people that we are electing to do are. So... If you don't know what your older person does and you don't know what your county supervisor does and you don't know what your state rep does, how do we hold them accountable to making sure that they really are our voice and really are advocating for um, keeping our neighborhoods safe and keeping our kids safe and making sure that our schools are really giving the best opportunity to our children to to live a productive life? And to live a, a life and to work where they can obtain at least a life-sustaining wage. I think. And so for me in 2019, I think that's going to be incredibly important. Teaming up with um, nonprofits who are already doing these like education awareness pieces. How can I supplement that? How do we bring that to a bigger stage? So that when people go to vote in April for a Supreme Court judge, they know exactly what that person you know is supposed to do.
2: Where does... Uh rap music hip-hop spoken word where does that come into t- this conversation then so like when you say you're scrolling down your news feed and you see these artists already engaged in these conversations like what are those what do those look like for people who might not know that these conversations are happening or, like what what music stands out to you is like political music uh, that people might not be listening to
0: i don't know if it's necessarily political music ben mm-hmm. i think hip-hop well let's look at the context of music music, I think, has always been a vehicle to discuss social justice, to discuss what's happening in the world. Um, When I think, you know, to your folk artists from like the 60s and 70s, your Bob Dylans and people like that, like music was always used in that vein. Even going back further, you know, gospel hymns and um, going further than that, you know, um, back in slavery, like they were using songs to communicate how to get on the Underground Railroad, right? And what star to look for so that you know you were going in the right direction. So music has always been a tool um, to communicate those types of messages. Hip hop, for me, and I, 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 I don't speak for all hip hop consumers, but I think that a lot of us feel this way. Historically, it was to paint a light on what was happening in communities of color in a way that obviously the BGS were unable to do and disco music and Yadonna Summers or whatever. And so it really was a, a subculture um, to what was happening. And I think hip hop still continues to do that. And as it's grown and migrated and people have been able to see success from this genre, it's also become the message of the come up. So when you look at a Jay-Z or even Amigos or a Cardi B, you know, who was stripping and now she's one of the, the top selling female hip hop artists um, in the country right now. So it is a voice of an oppressed people, um, of people who want something different for their lives. And that's the same even locally, even on an independent level. And so for me, it was how do you use the number one genre in the country right now, right? How do how do we take that, being that people are already listening to it for this purpose, and how do we use the artist and work with the artist um, who are already spreading this message? So one of the artists that I really, really, really wanted was Lord Freddie, mm-hmm. hip-hop artist here in the city. Most people are familiar with him through his work with New Age Narcissism. Mm-hmm. So that was a collective of classic, and Webster X, and Fresh Cut Collective, and Lord Let's Freddy. Say, Yep. Like saying, yeah. Yep. All of them, and I, I'll be honest. I thought New Age sar- narcissism, excuse me, was a genius move. I mean, the idea of bringing all of your individual talents and resources together and helping to propel careers through that hub, I thought was phenomenal. But Lord Freddy is one of the ones who, and he doesn't necessarily talk about political party, but he he'll say something like, I just read a post of his, like, hey, just because. Um, you live in River West and because you do this and because you do that doesn't necessarily make you a progressive. Like you still have to check your privilege. And I think some people forget that. They, they, um, I was on a board. I won't say the name of the board, but I was on a board and um, there were some issues with, with equity where my voice as a woman of color in a lead position on this board, my voice wasn't as strong as some of my white counterparts. So, to some, I'm trying to be PC about this. Listen, there are some spaces where folks think of equity as helping poor blacks in NPS. That is not the only form of equity. Equity is making sure that when I, an educated woman of color show up in the same space, that my voice is heard as well. Um, And so Lord Freddy speaks to those types of things. Mm. But he's also an artist from the north side of milwaukee and so he speaks to the plight of things that are happening on the north side of milwaukee things that he's experienced as well and so for me he's one of those voices that um, is very consistent in what his beliefs are along social justice and what that looks like for people of color and so for me, he was the perfect artist to close the show. I know he's leaving the city, which is unfortunate for um, Milwaukee. He will be performing um, November 6th. That I can't say. There's a scoop. That I there can we say. Go. He is performing <laughs> November 6th.
2: Where is he leaving um, to?
0: I don't know. Okay. He hasn't told me yet, but That's I told good. him wherever you land, I want you to be the face of our city, your vote, wherever you go. Yeah. Mm. Um, because I do think that this really you know when I talk to people about our city your vote people say like oh it's like rock the vote and I'm like I get it because you need something to compare it to but rock the vote was like Paris Hilton in a voter die t-shirt and she wasn't even registered to vote like I don't get it like and it, and it was a national movement that kind of rolled into the city and then dipped out I mean, yeah, this really is about Building relationships, even in non-election years, like I want to go into the communities on the outskirts of Brown Deer. I want to go to Hillside. I want, I want to be everywhere. Everybody needs to know our city. Your vote. Um, Hip hop artist, spoken word, R and B, and also um, the spaces where that music is being played.
3: So people, if they've once they listen to the conversation, if they're really passionate about what you're doing, what our city, your vote is doing. What hashtag I voted is doing? How can they get involved and help further your mission with this organization?
0: Definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. I encourage everybody to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm super easy to find on there. Just Kenita Hickman. Go to the website Our City Your Vote. As new events come up, we'll be updating that information as well. We haven't updated it, but once this um, podcast goes um live this will be put on there and other features that i've done yeah i mean that's the best way to get involved just have a conversation with me i love going out to the collectivo because i don't do starbucks anymore so do not <laughs> do not slide through my inbox yeah. and be like want to go to starbucks because like you don't even know me. you don't know me i don't <laughs> even, listen i <laughs> don't do starbucks but um yeah let's let's talk and let's figure out how to get you acclimated because we definitely this is we moving forward and i really think that we're going to be able to help um, these nonprofits impact um, elections.
3: That's excellent. So it kind of brings me to my next question. Yeah, We already have one action step, and that's don't go to Starbucks. But <laughs> the big thing about Bridge to City is we ask our guests, what are some concrete, tangible action steps that people can take to make Milwaukee uh, a better place or a more just place? So through your line of work or just through your experiences in life, uh, what are some concrete things you've seen citizens be able to do that have really benefited the city?
0: Acknowledge your privilege. And I think that's even for me as a semi-educated person of color. I I do walk into some spaces and I have privilege. And so um, check your privilege and understand that your, experience, your lived experiences are not everyone else's lived experiences. I think if we can develop more empathy, frankly, I tell people I would love to have a conservative friend or two. I want to understand why I know you value education. I know you value safety in the schools. But why, when I say it, do you think I'm trying to take away your Second Amendment rights? Like, where is where is the disconnect? And so I'm generally, genuinely curious in, in having those conversations. So I would say, one, checking your privilege. Two, have a conversation with somebody who's different and really... Um, try to find the commonalities i would say three go vote and be informed before you go vote like go vote and be informed like don't don't just vote party line because sometimes people in your party don't have your best interest at heart and so know why you're voting for the person know what they're supposed to be doing and then hold them accountable Excellent. and shop local
2: Three hundred and seventy five, three hundred and seventy five is the number that stuck out to me during the interview. How few 18 and 19 year olds were registered to vote was shocking. Like literally during the interview, I was looking around at the other people in the room like, is this real? Is this number correct? Of course, many first time voters are able to register to vote at the polls on Election Day, which is great. But how many might be turned away because of not having the appropriate identification? You know, you need a piece of mail, your ID, it has to be from Wisconsin, there's a lot of hurdles already in place. Or how many might just opt out because the day of, you know, the idea of registering and not simply voting um, is a little bit too difficult. In Milwaukee, there are about 8,500 18 and 19 year olds. So 375 being registered to vote, that's less than 5%. The issues on the table, the things on the line, those are the issues that affect young people greatly affordable higher education, health care, internet access and net neutrality, the treatment of women throughout all courses of society, religious tolerance, the ability to earn a living wage and to unionize, and the list goes on and on. I don't think it's enough anymore to simply tell young people to vote. We need to institutionalize it, holidays, educational programs that are mandatory leading up to elections, and automatic voter registration at the national level is a good start. This year may feel different, and I think it is, but the thing about democracies is that we have regular elections. Beyond the turnout of this upcoming election, we need to ensure that every election in our country's future, that the majority of people participate, and especially the majority of young people.
3: Let me list some countries that have a higher turnout on average than the United States of America. And let me preface this, this is not an exhaustive list, because... We're damn near the bottom. Chile, Greece, Venezuela, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Romania, India, Hungary, Russia, and Pakistan. Now let me ask you a question. How can we as Americans purport to have a functioning democracy when we are near the bottom of voter turnout compared to other countries? And we get policies that reflect voters and not the general public. So when we're not voting... We're not getting policies that reflect what Americans truly want. So to all you listening, I just want to say there is so much work to do. And I know sometimes, even myself, I think, okay, everyone I know is voting, so everyone must vote. But only 40% of people traditionally vote in midterm elections. And this is not the case for other countries. This is an irregularity that affects America. So we have a responsibility to bump that number up it's critical because voter turnout is truly the lifeblood of american democracy and by the time i die i want to live in an america where 80 90 100 percent of people are voting and other countries do this so we can too now this is a very complex issue because there are intentional and systemic barriers put up to suppress votes But if we truly want a democracy where the best ideas win out, we need everyone's voice to be heard. And that's why initiatives like Our City, Your Vote are so important, because it's another way to reach an audience and engage with them and help turn out that vote. So I challenge all of you, how can you infuse in your daily life or with whatever organization you work for, a sense of civic engagement that helps turn out the vote. And this is something that happens every single day. November 6th is just the beginning, but there's elections every single year, and every single election is important. So let's work collectively to bump these numbers up.
1: It can be easy to feel that government and politics happen to you, and if you don't know what your alderman does or what a state supreme court justice does, and it's impossible to hold them accountable, then government does happen to you. One thing that stood out to me was Kenita's focus on local electeds and how their jobs interact with our daily lives. Get out the vote campaigns are necessary and awesome methods of civic engagement, but civic education, especially on the local level, is a crucial component that rarely gets the same attention. This is especially important when thinking about how to get young people engaged. Instead of forcing high schoolers to memorize the Bill of Rights and the names of certain founding fathers, let's instead focus our curriculums on state and local administrative government and talk about how your alderman can help you get a fallen tree out of your yard, or even like just how to fill out a W-2 form, and what local services your taxes are actually going to. Doing so helps make politics relevant to young people's lives, rather than just being something to argue about on social media. So let's keep working to get out the vote on November 6th, but let's also keep in mind the reasons why government and politics seem so far removed from our daily lives, and keep working to close that gap.
2: Thank you for listening to Bridge the City. Thank you so much. The items we discussed today, local engagement, voter turnout, innovative organizations, they're incredibly important Mm -hmm. for the future of our democracy and for participation. And,
3: And we have a day, November 6th, where we can make our voices heard and demonstrate that we do care about the future of this
1: country. We all need to make sure everyone we run into is registered and ready to vote because only
2: all that we love is on the line. All that we love is... you come up with that, Sam? I did not. Shout out to Nina Turner. I stole it. Nina Turner.
3: (laughs) Check her out. A special thank you, obviously, to Kenita Hickman of Katera and Our City, Your Vote for being an interviewee, but more importantly, let's give her a shout out for her work in our community to make Milwaukee a more equitable and just place.
2: And bring some dope music to Milwaukee.
3: That's true as well. So doing it all.
2: Please check out OurCityYourVote.com. And the hashtag, hashtag, I voted for more information. And remember to vote on November 6th and take a picture while you're voting. Not while you're voting. In front of your polling place, right? Take yeah. a picture of yourself in front of your polling place so that you can attend what? A free concert. Drake? Uh, With a free Drake.
3: concert. With That's a rumor. Yeah. That's a rumor. So anyone you know that may be not voting but they like music, get their ass to the poll. Have them take a photo. Have them vote. And they will get a free concert, for sure. And they may see Drake unconfirmed. We don't know. Unconfirmed. We also want to take...
2: Possible. (laughs) Possible. Okay, well, we also want to take... We also want to thank all of you for your dedication to the city.
3: Let's all keep up the energy and enthusiasm, not just for this election, but every single day, and And help help bridge bridge the the city.
1: Bridge the city.